Hey, welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin Perther. This is a podcast about skincare, including tips and tricks to get you to love what you see in the mirror again. All right, so today we're going to talk. We're going to talk about a couple of things today. Actually, one, the first type of topic is going to be um, regarding um, the do-it-yourself recipes, and then second, we're going to talk about um, how to find a good esthetician for where you live. Because obviously, if you live near me, you're going to come see me, right? Okay, so let's talk about do-it-yourself stuff first. So if you're on Instagram or Pinterest or really anything regarding social media, you will see the DIY skincare recipes. Some are harmless, some are not. Most won't do anything for the skin. If skincare really was that easy, then we wouldn't need all the products out there. I'm all for saving money, but unfortunately, when it comes to DIY skincare, it's a waste of time. Some of it might make your skin softer or like an avocado mask, but that's only working on the surface and it's definitely not long-term. So eat that avocado instead of spreading it on your face. Your body can enjoy the benefits because your skin cannot. Here is why. When you eat, your body's digestive system distributes nutrients from your food throughout your body. Your skin does not have that same process, so it's just not possible for to easily get the nutrients. Most of the time, it's just not going to get any of them at all. So I'm going to talk about some popular DIY ingredients so you can understand more why they don't work when applied on the skin. So plants, um, like white tea leaves, rosemary leaves, and eucalyptus, eucalyptus leaves are most commonly used. Some recipes will call for you to crush them and rub directly on the skin or even to soak them to be used as a toner. This sounds good because we know plants are good for us, but when used this way, you're mainly getting the fiber and caloric content properties and those aren't offering any benefits to the skin. And when plants are used in skincare, mostly what is used are parts like the stems, seeds, and roots. Yogurt and milk. 20 years ago, before I was an esthetician, I used to use this um, yogurt mask and it had lemon in it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be hydrating my skin, I'm going to be exfoliating my skin, and I'm going to brighten my skin. Fortunately, it wasn't doing any of those. It felt good while it was on and um, I actually, since yogurt you keep refrigerated, it was cold, so it would kind of give me a firming effect, but I was 20, so there was nothing to firm up. Um, and honestly, I just really not, never saw a difference, but I still believe that the ingredients would make it, make a change. So I suggested it to people. I feel bad now because it wasn't doing anything. The reason yogurt and milk doesn't work is the pH levels. They are too high to be effective in dissolving dead skin cells. So yeah, don't waste your time or your money. It's not going to do anything for you. Um, vitamin C tablets and, um, pure lemon juice. Using lemons on the skin is probably the DIY ingredient I see used the most for correcting skin issues. I mean, honestly, go on Pinterest or Instagram, whatever, and you will see lemons, 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 lemons. Everybody wants you to put lemons on your face. You know, it was fun to do it on your hair. I'm sure you guys remember that when we were younger and go to high school, whatever, and you'd lay out, and especially I'm a brunette, so it didn't work for me, but blondes, you know, you that's how you colored your hair. My sisters are both blondes, and that's what they would do. And, um, you know, that's it was the natural highlighter. Um, whatever, it's going to work for that because of the acidity, but it's not going to work for the skin. Um, it upsets me and frustrates me because real harm could actually be done to the skin and I've seen it. 
Vitamin C is not easy to penetrate the skin. And there are many different forms of it. And I've talked about them on other episodes of this podcast. Um, Not all are stable. I can't imagine crushing a tablet or squeezing lemons on my face and hoping for the same results as a formulized vitamin C serum. What could happen is irritation of the skin and the promotion of blackheads while not offering any benefits to the skin. So you're going to damage your skin and it's not going to do anything for you at the same time. So what's the point? I had this client tell me about this time when she was in Mexico. The bartender had squeezed a lime, which I admit is more acidic than lemons, but this kind of gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. And some of it got on his hand. Since he was in the sun, it ended up burning his hand. Of course, this is an, an extreme story, but it actually isn't too far off from what lemons or crushed vitamin C can do to your skin. Okay, so it's not worth it. It's not going to help you. You could actually only hurt it. Another thing is um, crushed aspirin. Now, I don't hear about this one as much anymore, but just in case I thought I would mention it. Aspirin is active acetyl salicylic acid, which is not technically salicylic acid. Now, salicylic acid is a BHA, which you'll find in a lot of... um, uh, acne products because that does salicylic acid actually gets into the skin and actually kills that bacteria, which is a great ingredient. But aspirin is not that. Aspirin doesn't actually become salicylic until it has been ingested. So basically, this is doing nothing for the skin. Okay, it's another thing not to waste your time on anymore. So you have this one phase for your whole life. And to me, it's important to take care of it. I wish all this DIY stuff worked and helped our skin age gracefully or even cleared our acne, but it doesn't. And sometimes trying this stuff out causes our skin to age quicker, even if we don't see the damage right away. Remember that. That's so important. People are like, oh, well, I used it and it was fine. But that doesn't mean that it's not actually damaging the cells and causing your skin to age quicker. And remember, sun damage doesn't show up for about 10 years. So say you're doing something that's making your skin, like using lemons, making your skin vulnerable to the sun, and then you go out to the sun, oops, I forgot to wear sunscreen, or I put sunscreen on, but I didn't um, reapply. So now that lemon's sitting on your skin from before, and it's going to burn the skin, and maybe you won't see the damage right away but you could a few years later. So, and it's, it could be just from one time doing that. So it's not worth it. It's not helping your skin. So I would definitely avoid it as much as possible. Okay. I'll stop ranting about DIY. Um, so people are starting to ask me, um, since I have this podcast about, um, how to look for a good, good esthetician and someone on Facebook. I'm sorry. I did not write your name down and I should have, I think her name was Kelly. Um, she asked, um, if I have talked about how to find a good esthetician in your area. So, um, here are some tips, obviously come see me if you're local, but if you're not, here's some tips for you to find somebody that might work for you. First one, ask friends and family. Maybe ask those who have similar issues as you. Some estheticians specialize in certain skin issues like acne. So if your friend has acne, but you're concerned about aging, make sure her esthetician can help you too. Um, A lot do. I mean, I I do both, but that doesn't mean, you know, everybody does. Um, Some people have their favorites. So you want to find somebody that's going to work for what you're looking for. Social media, start following estheticians in your area. You'll get a feel for who they are and what they are about based on their posts. So for me, I'm always posting um, skincare tips so you know that that's what you're gonna get from me. Um, You know, I'm gonna sell some products too, but I'm not gonna, you know, push them on you. 
So you'll, you'll see a lot just by, you know, I mean, you know a lot about your friends just by following their Instagram. So it's kind of the, kind of the same thing. Um, the three things I hear most from my clients that they like about me is that one, I'm always honest with them, especially about their skin. Two, as I just said, I'm not salesy, meaning I'm not pushing product. You know, I make recommendations, but I'm not hounding and bugging you and leaving product up at the register for you. You know, here's, here's the information. If you want it, it's there, but, um, you know, you don't want somebody just, I mean, if that's what they're all about, then sometimes I have to wonder about their intentions. Um, and number three, I educate them about their skin and the products. I don't just tell someone to use a serum. I explain why that serum is good for their skin. Think about what is important to you and look for that in an esthetician. Number three, visit their website. Everything I do is on my site. This should tell you a lot. And, you know, most of the time there's pricing on there so that you can kind of figure out, like, maybe you really like this esthetician, but, oh, my gosh, her basic facial is $200, you know? So uh, that that will tell you. Um, I mean, if you like the person, at least it will tell you if you can afford them. Um Another tip, most estheticians will offer a free consultation. This is usually where you will talk about your skin and uh, your goals. If you like what they have to say and feel good about your experience, book a facial with them. And kind of go with your gut. I think women especially, we have good intuition. I think we just pay attention to to you know what are what we feel then you know go with it. Um, another tip, ask questions and be skeptical. This is your face and you shouldn't feel uncomfortable about asking questions. I had a client tell me once that she loved that I was so realistic when talking about her skin. I came up with a plan and got her on some good products and told her that we will get her to look the best her skin can look. Sometimes we watch TV or see our friends, you know, with perfect skin and think, I want that too. Here's the thing. Your skin is never going to look like someone else's. So the goal should always be to get your skin looking its best. And that is always possible. Find an esthetician who isn't promising the moon. Okay, that's that's important. You don't want unrealistic goals. You don't want to think like I have all these acne scars and one day they're just going to be completely gone. It's just it's not possible. Um. Yelp or other review sites. Be careful with these. Everyone is an expert, right? I've heard too many stories where people get mad and write horrible reviews. It doesn't mean that is actually what happened. And I believe this to be true in every industry, not just skincare professionals. I don't think we're like excluded and just think that, you know, it's only us that gets a bad rap. And then also the other side of that is it's hard to get reviews. Um, I used to have over 30 positive reviews, which is a lot for a soloish esthetician. Then one day Yelp decided to delete my page. I had it for many years and then one day it was just gone. So now I only have, I have one that only has a few reviews and I hope that wouldn't discourage someone from coming in, but you never know. Um, when I first started out, you know, I was getting business from Yelp. So I pushed it and was like, I, you know, encourage people, you know, write a review, write a review. And I just don't anymore because I'm not, you know, it was a lot of work and a lot of work asking people to write reviews. Um, you know, those clients, you know, took their time to do it and then Yelp just deleted everything. So I wasn't going to ask people again. And, um, so having a lot of reviews, I'm sorry, having, um, not very many reviews doesn't mean that they're a bad esthetician. So not saying you can't go by Yelp, just don't let it be your only decision or only factor in your decision. 
All right, and then most important, make sure you like the person. Spending an hour with someone is a lot, especially in an intimate setting. It's just gonna be you two. So if you kind of feel like you this is not your favorite person, then why would, I mean, even if they're good, you it's just their natural inclination to kind of reject them. And so just make sure you, you like the person. And then, you know, I've heard some horror stories from my clients. It scares me what some people will do to the skin as a professional. This is why doing your homework is important. I hope those tips helped you. If you have any questions, you know, you can always, um, you know, ask me on any of my social media at Pure Skin and Body Lounge. You can send me an email at devin at psblounge.com and my website if you wanted to check mine out. Um, and you can also shop on there is psblounge.com. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, I know some of you are already doing that. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the nice messages I'm getting from some of you. Um, it makes my day to know that this is helping you. Um, so just share it with your friends and family and let them um, let them benefit too. Um, and the more people that... Um, following me the longer I can keep doing this and I'm really loving it so I want to keep this up all right so um as I've said before I'm still doing product consultations if you guys are interested for me to go over the products that you're currently using in your routine I can give you the best I can tell you what's good what's not I can tell you you know exfoliate more exfoliate less or um, I've noticed some people are um they have like four different exfoliating products in their routine and they didn't even realize it so they're over exfoliating um, so it's just important to, um, whatever you're using to make sure you're using it correctly and, um, what's best for your skin. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.